Um, how's everybody's week? How you guys been doing? Good, great. Yeah, it's yeah. been a week. Hey, Sorry. congrats! Sorry. Thanks. Wait, you got a job? Yeah. Oh wow, nice. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Just a little work from home gig. Oh. Nothing too too crazy, but oh, that's awesome. I like how you're like nothing too crazy because like when we heard you got a job, we're like, I bet it's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably I'm written like, I'm dump building trucks. the rock climbing wall. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sign a few waivers, but once I get the blood test back, I'll be good to go. <laughs> nice. She's tearing oh, yeah, the dude. She's tearing the tires off all those cat those big machines <laughs> so so they could be flipped for CrossFit classes. Yeah, dude. You ever Man. CrossFit up a rock wall? It's a bad idea. <laughs> 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 all right, so this has gone on long enough. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. This is the Stab Show. It'll make less sense as it goes. <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Hey, everybody, it's Stab. Welcome. I wasn't in the right place in my script. Let's meet our panelists. <laughs> our first panelist knows how to say aww in more than 80 languages. She's the host of Scene Kids. It's Michelle Petro. Our second panelist has the fifth largest collection of unopened Men in Black 2 VHS cassettes in the western United States. He's a very funny stand-up. It's Patrick Rogers. And our third panelist once toured Europe and Asia as the emergency percussionist for Sum 41. She's the host of the Humble Bumble Dating Simulator. It's Alyssa Cowan. Hi. <laughs> and I'm your I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Unplug me, wait 20 seconds, plug me back in, wait for all my lights to turn back on before attempting to reconnect to me. Welcome to STAB, everybody. Um, let's uh, get to meeting tonight's panel uh, a little bit more super and a lot less officially. Uh, Michelle, hey. Jesse. How are, how are you, ma'am? Good to see you. I'm hanging in there. Happy it's a uh, Friday Eve. That's what they call it. <laughs> that is, that is what they call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hear me? You feel me? Yeah. I get it. Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. yeah. More like we're thirsty for some Friday. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> See that. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, Scene Kids finally gonna make a comeback next week. We so are. We yeah. are going to mosh into that place <laughs> through our computers. Yeah. We're not actually going to be at Stab. No. Um, but yeah, we're going to try it out. See if a Zoom show works for our setup. I think it'll work. I think so. I've always thought it, it, ma it makes it even easier because the actors yeah. don't even have to memorize their lines. They could just be reading the script. They could, yeah. It's going to be really great. I'm super excited. We've got a lot of the returning actors and improvisers coming back. Yeah. Uh, like Catalina Serrano Bucelli, nice. um, Sarah Trevana, Lindsay Monday. All the big hitters are coming back. <laughs> awesome. We're looking forward to it. And that is next Saturday at yes. 7, eight. 9, 8. Oh, yeah, that's right. 6 o'clock is New Haha ha Risings. 8 o'clock, uh, Scene Kids. 
Uh, yeah. And it just so happens to be basically the same time slot. It's second Saturday at eight, isn't it? Oh, look at that! Look it, at what we, it is. Yeah. Look, look what we accidentally did. Made it easy for everybody. You know, six months later. Uh, <laughs> happy to have you, Michelle. Right. Yeah, just uh, haven't missed a beat. This whole year has gone by in a blink. Anyway, what's it matter? Uh, <laughs> Patrick, welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. How are you? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> exciting times. Exciting times. Yeah. You know Lots what? of things going on. So I'm realizing how are you is a terrible question um, <laughs> in this day and age because it just reminds everyone they're not fine because <laughs> nothing is fine. What have you been up to, Patrick? I, exciting. My, my, my week's been very exciting. Um, I found my slippers. Oh, so that's got that going for me. Nice. Um, as soon as I put my hammock back up, so I had to take it down during the, the wildfire smoke and ash. So mm -hmm. I'm going to put that back up tomorrow and, and then my life will be complete. So I know, you know, everyone's jealous. They're probably sitting at home having boring lives while I'm, I'm living the best life right now. So I don't, I feel bad for throwing people's faces like that, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta be honest. I gotta be who I am and that's who I am. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, uh, people people got a got a second to catch up with you while you were missing those slippers, but now you're just back on top, baby. That's right. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, welcome back. Hey, thank hey. you. Welcome back to you too. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, welcome back to us all. Uh, how are you, Alyssa? I'm great, man. Oh, I, keep, uh, I, I mean, uh, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. Rough time. Yeah, stop, <laughs> stop asking that. Um, so, for those that weren't there um, last week, um, Humble Bumble has gone through a bit of a shakeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for the folks who don't know, we were using Bumble to create a, a profile of me to uh, to release into the dating market and uh bumble done found us out so we had to switch to tinder because i logged in and it was like you are blocked and i was like no how will i find love <laughs> yeah so uh, if i don't find love now i'm gonna sue bumble i mean you've got grounds um yeah and then we spent that first episode trying to chase a guy away telling him you were drinking lighter fluid in the deli section of the floor and road walmart Yes, <laughs> yes, and then uh, eventually, uh, I, w the storyline was that apparently I punched a security guard, and then I got arrested, and then all of a sudden, he's not interested in a girl who's getting arrested for stealing lighter fluid and drinking it at the Walmart. Apparently, guys aren't into that anymore. Well, he was into it for a good solid forty-five minutes, and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> we just then had he's to... like, I ain't got bail money. <laughs> Right, that's probably what he was thinking. I mean, really, who does? Let's get the show going. Yeah. Welcome to segment one. Congratulations. Uh, it's reorganization. That's how we generally start things off, so why mess with it? <clears throat> Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now re represent? Uh, it's nice to belong somewhere. Even if you have to create a very narrow, really specific somewhere to belong to and hope there's others out there that need a belonging space just as much as you did and will find and join you in that somewhere. That's likely how a mug 
AMUG, A-M-U-G, came about, or the Atlanta Macintosh Users Group. It's a group dedicated to Macintosh users in Atlanta, Georgia. But we're likely not big Macintosh devotees, and we're nowhere near Atlanta. So what else might A-M-U-G stand for or represent to you? Michelle, what is your AMUG, AMUG, A-M-U-G? Well, Jesse, AMUG, obviously, for me, stands for astronauts making undergarments gratifying. AMUG was started by scientist Dr. Ashley Good and uses a special NASA patent to bring you the most comfortable, aerodynamic, and supportive undergarments in the galaxy. Undergarments became an obsession during Ashley's second mission to the International Space Station. It was an experiment that she conducted on countless hours of her free time. She wanted to create a comfortable unisex garment that could work under any uniform, work suit, pant, or skirt. Something breathable with hydrophobic fabric, fitted but not constricting, and with no panty lines, ever. Dr. Good, finally, after five years of testing and design, created a line of undergarments for air, water, comfort, and space. You can run a mug in your undies knowing science makes them feel so good. <laughs> Michelle Petro with her crazy science undies. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Uh, Patrick, your AMUG. What's it stand for? What's it mean to you? Let me have your attention for a moment. Got it. So you're talking about wh what? You're talking about bitching about that chick that shot you down, your next door neighbor that's always dating the jock, can't see how great you are, how you're so nice. Well, fuck you. Put that white claw down. White claws are for players. You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I am here on a mission of mercy. You call yourself a player. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is you're neutered. The bad news is you've got, you've all got just one week to win back your balls. Oh, no. You get the picture, you're laughing now. You got matches. Tinder and Bumble put a lot of work to get you those matches. The matches are weak. The fucking matches are weak. You're weak. <laughs> You can't play in a man's game. You can't close them. And you go home and tell your incel pals all your troubles. Because the one thing that counts in this life, get them to give in. Any excuse, any reason they say no can be explained away. You hear me, you fuckers? A-M-U-G. Always mansplain until they give in. <laughs> Always be mansplaining until they give in. Always be mansplaining. What? <laughs> Who are you? I'm what? Fuck you. I'm, you're under arrest. Screw you. What charge? I did, I did what? What? Oh, oh. Had a stunt in that one. <laughs> Sir, this is an Arby's. Stunt and a character change. Patrick <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> Always mansplain until they give in. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> well done. Uh, we were all frightened for your safety. 
<laughs> Alyssa. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this next one might be dedicated to Patrick's character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I find that communication can be a very difficult challenge. And there are times when clearly your message has not been well received. Um, and if you've ever been on any dating website, you know that Americans generally don't know other languages, but they all claim to be fluent in sarcasm. So what does anything even mean anymore? Like, I'm not interested. Please go away. Don't touch me. These are all phrases that can be misconstrued in conversation. But that's okay, because I keep in mind this one simple rule. A mug. All morons understand grappling. <laughs> so you're at a bar and a man won't stop hitting on you, even though this is time number six that you've mentioned your fake boyfriend who goes to another state. Well, creep, creep, looks like you're gonna get put into a sleeper hold. <laughs> your uncle won't stop talking about MAGA stuff at Thanksgiving, even though you've told him to shut up six times. Hate to say it, but it's time to put your uncle in an arm bar. Hey, Mug, you guys, all morons understand grappling when you need to be even more clear with your communication. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> all morons understand grappling. Get him in a good octopus hole, Delissa. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I miss. I miss the disappearance of the octopus hold. Uh, <laughs> that's a lost art. Thank you all uh, for your A mugs. But we're moving on. It's already dead to us. Topical haiku <laughs> challenge. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's in the past. We don't live there. We live yeah, now. We move forward, dude. You only look through the windshield. You never look at the rearview mirror. You never. tear it off your car. Throw it out the window. Just throw it behind <laughs> you. Living for the future. Tear all the mirrors off. Throw them behind you. It doesn't matter. We're not looking back. Yeah. I don't care what I look like now. I want to know what I look like in the future. Get out of here, mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now that we've made that firm stance against the past, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to to have written poems about uh, the past. Actually, technically, this is still the future. Uh, it's a topical haiku challenge. Uh, after 81 years, the New York Times will be ending publication of its daily television listings in its New York City print edition. The Times' culture editor said that the time had come because of the increasing number of digital on-demand options, saying the TV grid no longer reflects the way people consume television. So, please have written three haiku about the end of this era. We'll go one at a time, starting with Michelle, uh, Patrick, Alyssa, coming back around the horn three times. Michelle, your first haiku about the end of the, you know, I just said it. Go ahead. All right. If video killed the radio star then did streaming kill tv oh shit all right well we can shut this down the other other eight are pointless at this point <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> just made us all sad uh patrick <laughs> your <Yeah>. first <laughs> your first end of the nyt tv guide haiku Revolution time. Sharpen the guillotine blade. I need my stories. 
<laughs> Man, you guys, <laughs> you guys are really coming down hard uh, on the side of the TV guide. That's it's good to see. It's good to see that some traditions still mean something to some people. Alyssa, keep the spirit alive. <laughs> yeah, I can't find Matlock. How will I watch my program? Age ninety-one sucks. <laughs> there you That's go. <laughs> there you go. Bring us back down to earth. The olds. Ha <laughs> ha, stupid. <laughs> uh, Michelle, your second haiku. Hold on. What? <laughs> so you're saying people read to watch TV. <laughs> huh? There used to be a whole channel about it. <laughs> no, I know. I would sit in front of that scrolling channel guide for hours. I'm sad. Cable was weird. <laughs> um, Patrick, <laughs> you're a second haiku. How will I tune in to Murder, She Wrote reruns and NCIS? <laughs> <laughs> These are the big questions. <laughs> Asking the big questions. Man, the elderly are just taking a beating. Um, you know what? It's about time. They've been getting a free ride for too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down yeah. Take mm -hmm. take this butterscotch flavor beaten. Five dollars. No free lunches. Five dollar <laughs> checks. Get out of here, uh, <laughs> Alyssa. Your second I go. Where are the listings? <laughs> what else can I watch right now? This Dilbert show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a with a broken remote control, apparently. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> they broke their remote control in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, if, if I'm going to go to ch 90 channels away, it's going to have to be worth it. So I'm going to have to know what it is <laughs> from this printed piece of paper. All right. One more slam. On the terribly, terribly out of touch. Michelle, uh, with your third <laughs> haiku. TV guides in rune! <laughs> Our fingertips search for shows. The papers is dead! <laughs> oh. Whoa. Yeah. This is... I'm shook. That was an intense haiku. <laughs> This whole thing has been intense in so many different ways. It's been a roller coaster of feelings. Um, Patrick, give us one more. What's your third? Unsung by the Buggles. Streaming killed the TV guide. No one gives a fuck. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, except, <laughs> except the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alyssa, let's wrap up this haiku about the death of the New York Times TV Guide. Man, fuck TV listings. <laughs> I want more content in print. Fill it with Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> <You mess face. laughs> Fill it with Dilbert. <laughs> Never hated a sentence I've written more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I could bring I you. I suffer for my art. <laughs> <laughs> so so glad we could get that out of you. 
Uh, all right, that's topical haiku challenge. <laughs> Here's another new one. Let's see how this worked, shall we? It's closing arguments, segment three. Your client is a hard case, but it's your job to win, and damn it, that's just what you're going to do. Delivered to a jury of their peers, a powerful closing argument in defense of your assigned clients and convince us all that they're really not as bad as they in might initially seem. Michelle Petro, for the defense, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, your closing argument in defense of a still warm public bathroom toilet seat. <laughs> Jury of the court, it is without a doubt that my client is a still warm public bathroom seat. Some things become bidets. Some things become weighted blankets. This thing is doing its purpose to no injury or malintent of you or any other person who happens into this stall. My client supports your most intimate moments with ease and safety. No falling into the cesspool of the toilet bowl for you because of this, this <laughs> public bathroom toilet seat. Yes, it's true. My client resides in the second stall of the rest stop 279 I-5 <laughs> restroom. As far as you can tell, no one has been in the restroom before you except for one gentleman at the urinals. There was one fellow leaving as you entered. There's also no clear aroma of any bowel movement to deter you from this particular stall. If you were sitting in the stall, you'd most likely be there long enough to look up, right? If not, you would have noticed the natural light used to ignite the restroom during sunny hours of the day. We have photographic evidence that proves that this still warm seat gets four hours of semi-direct sunlight. Enough to argue, though no studies have been completed because of this ongoing case, that this seat could encounter degree shifts of up to eight degrees. It's clear to me, and I respectfully expect you all to concede, that my client is innocent because this seat is merely in the sun. This seat is just doing its job. <laughs> Thank you, that's my case. Oh, wow, wow, powerful defense. <clears throat> you know what, maybe it was just my, uh, my privilege and my prejudice. I never thought that it could have just been warmed by the sun. Um, I apologize, I apologize. Well, now you look like a fool, Jesse, like a fool. <laughs> it's not the first time <laughs> especially on this show. <laughs> Patrick, oh, you've got a hard case here. Um, <laughs> give us your closing arguments in defense of ketchup-flavored marshmallow peeps. <laughs> your Honor, peeps of the jury, thank you for giving me the time today to address the numerous and scurrilous accusations against my poor, innocent client. Many are trying to paint my client negatively as a criminal, as a perpetrator of innumerable horrors, but these complaints and allegations are wholly without merit. In fact, my client is the true victim here. My client is simply seeking to move society's progress 
further along. As they say, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. It's also true, you can't make a simple ketchup flavored marshmallow peep without grossing some people out. Evolution and growth necessarily leave some behind. Twas ever thus. Have innumerable people said ew or gross after their first taste test? Sure. Was there uncontrollable vomiting at times? From the records, it appears so. Did one focus group member end up put off all solid foods for a complete year? That's what the news reports say. We will stipulate all those to be true. It's also true that hospitalizations have spiked dramatically as of divorces and occurrences of schizophrenia and depression. But how can you conclude that my client is at fault? This is not a prosecution. This is a persecution. For the simple crime of being savory in a sweet tooth society. So to my peeps of the jury today, I ask you to reach down deep inside and look beyond what is normal or expected. To look beyond what society as it is today has decided is palatable and instead to embrace all the possibilities of existence. As the greatest philosophers of our world once pointed out, you can own the earth and still all you'll own is earth until you can taste all the ketchup of the wind. <laughs> and if that doesn't convince your cold, frozen hearts, remember, if it does not fit, you must acquit. Sure, naturally. Thank you. I rest my case. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick Rogers, in defense <clears throat> of something that I hope doesn't exist yet, but that came to mind, <laughs> ketchup-flavored marshmallow peeps. Uh, I saw there were, like, ketchup-flavored uh, like chips or fries or like uh, it was a thing and uh, you know where does it go it's a slippery slope <laughs> uh. ketchup is readily available you could get it anywhere that I always have too much I've never bought it in my life and I've always had too much of it <laughs> I even need to make ketchup items that was You're my just close minded Alyssa I, as, I sh as I just told you <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was, like, that was my never, exact. I've never had the need to make 45 meatloaves. I don't know why I have that extra ketchup packet. I've never used one. But that was my exact thought, though, is why ketchup flavored chips? If I want chips with ketchup, I could just, I, I, you I don't know. just eat a fry. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But, um, because progress moves on, Jesse. Sure. No, excellent, excellent <laughs> arguments, Patrick. We will take those into consideration. Alyssa Cowan. Give us your closing arguments in defense of lingering public transportation eye contact. <laughs> <coughs> A lot has been said about my client lingering public transportation <laughs> eye contact. Like, like, think people have been saying things like it's weird when creepy guys do it to you and you're forced to put them in a Boston Crab submission <laughs> hold on, <laughs> on a sticky subway. <laughs> Or that you're worried that the suit guy who made eye contact with you is going to try to sell you an annuity and you don't have the heart to tell him, in this economy? <laughs> or the time lingering public transportation eye contact has led you to uncomfortably think, okay, maybe there's not an extra seat next to the subway conductor. I hope he's watching the rails right now. Or I mean, does he really have to? It's not like he has to steer. It just kind of goes where it goes. But I guess he's got to know where it's stop. Okay, he's licking his lips now. I'm just going to go back to where everybody else is sitting. 
Now, I understand that those aren't ideal situations, but lingering public transportation eye contact is a profoundly positive experience in this one case, the case of love at first sight. How many beautiful hipsters have made eye contact on the M train heading back to Brooklyn only to realize they're both reading the same book? The life-changing magic of tidying up or Atlas Shrugged? I don't know. One of those. Maybe that happened like eight times? Eight? How many people have fallen in love with someone on their ride home only to realize they coincidentally have the same stop? Two lovers, so close, yet so far away by destined to meet? Huh? That's happened maybe like twice i don't know i'm assuming most lingering public transportation eye contact has ended in lots of grappling because everybody knows a mug now but if just one just one beautiful hipster couple in brooklyn meets on the train and now owns 45 two-inch succulents together then isn't it worth it maybe objections no tight okay great i'll rest that case too <laughs> oh, <laughs> all of these wonderful points that I didn't think about. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for bringing me around on so many of these things. Eliza Cowan, uh, <laughs> lingering mm-hmm. eye contact <laughs> on public transportation. That brings us to segment four. <clears throat> We're going back a little bit more into familiar territory. It's movie makeup, the glitz and glamour of the silver screen. The hard-hitting reality of an unflinching documentary. Pauly Shore. Movies! They make us laugh. They make us cry. And they make us wonder, why Pauly Shore? But very often, movies are made solely to move product. Action figures, Happy Meal toys, collectible glasses, brightly colored bedsheets. Sell all the way out and give us a big screen synopsis for movies based on the following made-up titles brought to us by 7thSanctum.com's Merchandisable Cartoon Generator. Yes, I'm playing around with all sorts of fun uh, <laughs> random generators now. And <laughs> now we're on the Merchandisable Cartoon Generator. So, uh, big screen adaptations. Michelle, we'll start with you again. Give us the synopsis for <laughs> Magic Cats. <laughs> funny that you say it like that because that's exactly how I was going to <laughs> <laughs> my thunder. Thank you. Oh, shit. Um, no, here we go. Um, Magic Cat <laughs> follows Boots, Kiki, and Doug the Cat through the streets of Midtown Sacramento as they, part of a secret coven of magical cats, keep pedestrians safe on their walks alone. Oh. The scene opens on a foursome of paws dashing across the road. Headlights from a passing car give a glimpse of a black cat with one white paw. Cut to an overhead shot of this black cat running down an alley, the full moonlight shining, and then the sounds of a cat bite erupts. We cut to an alley a few blocks away, over where a tabby and a Maine Coon cat are battling demon rats. The cats are using their magic to control the elements while the demon cat, the demon rats are attacking with their sharp claws and harnessing the evil powers of street pollution. (laughs) The cats fight off the rats just as the jogger goes by. 
At that point, cats sprint out of the alley, scaring the woman who gets who then gets excited and she stops and she takes a selfie with the cats and then she tags cats of Midtown Instagram <laughs> and then she goes on her way. Little does she know. Little do all women and men know who tag this IG handle that by doing so, you are contributing to the magical abilities of the cats you see wandering the streets of this sleepy capital city. Oh. Oh. As the viral sensation of cats of Midtowns grows, so does the connection between these magical cats and the residents of Midtown. Um, Boots, who is the black cat with the single paw, mm -hmm. becomes weary of all of the magical connections and starts to see um, alley cats become, um, find uh, human like people and they become spiritual guides for these people. Oh. And Boots is like, we're getting too close. We can't be found out that we're magical cats. And um, it's this big battle of like, do we come, do we come clean? Are we gonna stay secret? Um, and um, also, you know, it's, it's basically an allegory for gentrification. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was it was really sweet and and then it, then it was sad and then it's it's still sweet though uh in instagram <laughs> instagram powered <laughs> magical cat guardians uh, yeah. <laughs> i couldn't help but just see all of that and just that that ran like uh in the same block as uh, gargoyles, I just saw that sharing a time with the. It's just I was placing it in the context of history. Um, I that was hey, very <laughs> wonderful, wonderful magic cats, Michelle. Thank hey. you so much, uh, Patrick. Give us your synopsis for the uh, the uh, big screen adaptation of. <laughs> 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 yeah, I forgot this. Uh, <laughs> Speed Midnight and the Light Bears. <laughs> Good evening, folks. And thanks for joining us for today's episode of Cinemina, the cinemaniest cinema reviews on the internet, sponsored by the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon in Ruther Glen, Virginia. Cinnabon, life needs frosting. In today's episode, we're reviewing the newest offering from Indio Tour filmmaker Wes Anderson. Ooh. Anderson, known for his technically sophisticated cinematography, coupled with a humorous and whimsical storytelling perspective, has brought us such enduring classics as The Royal Tenenbaums, Moonrise Kingdom, and The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Anderson's creations always prove to be an enjoyable experience. Much like the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon's feature special this week, The Caramel Pecan Bond. Cinnabon has done it again, adding a caramel twist to their beloved classic roll. <laughs> Layers of Makara cinnamon are wrapped in warm dough and swirled with smooth caramel frosting. Sprinkled with a splash of pecans, you're sure to love every last bite. Stop by the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon today and try a delicious caramel pecan bun. You won't regret it. Anderson has upended his tried and true approach this time, eschewing more psychological and atmospheric filmmaking for a more mainstream animated feature, Speed Midnight and the Light Bears. Direct to home video, this family friendly offering will fit right into your household collection. Next to last year is the Angry Birds movie 2, 
or 2017's The Emoji Movie. Anderson probably won't be winning any awards for innovation with his newest work, it's true. But sometimes you just crave something good and nostalgic. Like when you want just a Cinnamon classic role. Cinnamon classic role, the role, the myth, the legend, that superior flavor and unmistakable far-reaching aroma comes from Akara Cinnamon, which originates in the mountains of West Sumatra, Indonesia. Combined with their smooth tender dough and fluffy signature frosting, this isn't your average cinnamon roll. Why don't you head over to the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon in downtown Ruther Glen, Virginia for a Cinnabon classic roll today. Anderson tells the story of Speed Midnight, an anthropomorphized race car whose days of winning elite races is now passed and is forced to work as an assassin for hire. Forced into more and more depraved acts just to earn a living, Speed Midnight has hit rock bottom and is about to end it all when he is hired by a cadre of cuddly teddy bears to hunt down an ominous evil organization trying to establish world domination. In Speed Midnight's new world, nothing is as it seems. You know what Speed Midnight could really use? A double chocolate mocha chalada from the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon. <laughs> the double chocolate mocha chalada, an incredible frozen treat made of blended combination of our mocha lata chalada and Ghirardelli chocolate. This decadent pick-me-up is a must-try for chocolate lovers. Next time you need an energy boost, why not visit the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon for a delicious double chocolate mocha chalada today? <laughs> Speed Midnight sees this as a last chance for redemption. But as he gets deeper and deeper into the seedy underbelly of a secret or global organization, he quickly realizes that everything is not as it seems. And he might just be in over his head. Can Speed Midnight solve the mystery and save the world? To find out, you'll have to wait for the release of Speed Midnight and the Light Bears by Wes Anderson coming to a streaming service near you. You know what you won't have to wait for? One of the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon's grab-and-go Cinepacks, available in traditional classic cinnamon roll or caramel pecan bun. The Cinnabon Cinepacks bring our bakery home. <laughs> um... Uh... Speed Midnight and the Light Bears. Uh, <laughs> you you really took the, uh, the the cell all the way out to its fullest. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy that it spun off uh, into just a celebration of its sponsor. Well done, Patrick. Uh, Speed Midnight and the Light Bears and Cinnabon. Oh God damn it! I want. Cinnamon rolls now. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Alyssa, get my mind off cinnamon rolls. Uh, Dog, you guys promised to take me to Cinnabon when everything opened up. That's true. Got to remind you of that. <laughs> we still will. I mean, assuming yes. that Arden Fair Mall still exists, because weren't we going to the one in, in the mall? Wasn't that the plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. fingers crossed, we'll get some... Uh, We'll get some Mrs. Fields. We'll get some Wetzels. We'll get some yeah. Cinnabon. Oh, fuck. I want to go now. Um, and the, the Rogers Clark Boulevard Cinnabon in Ruther Glen, Virginia is a real Cinnabon. I, I did my research. I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> These guys got some real plugs for our threes is, or fours. I'm drinking a liquid Cinnabon. Oh, shit. I blended it. <laughs> Freshly squeezed Cinnabon. Uh, Alyssa, <laughs> let's finish up this movie makeup 
with your uh, synopsis for the big screen adaptation of The Teens of Infinity. <laughs> From the makers of a bunch of movies in collaboration with Harvey Weinstein, but we promise we're not talking to him anymore, <laughs> comes a movie about the existential crisis of teenage life forever. <laughs> Introducing the Teens of Infinity. Five teens stumble upon a genie and wish to live forever, but they didn't think it would be like this. Womp, womp. Watch as they get into hilarious hijinks because they're frozen in time and maturity in possibly the most stressful time for most people. <laughs> he has the existential ennui, rips apart their friendships and brings them back together because they're the only people who can relate to others who also don't grow more mature with life experience unless you count a good portion of the comedy community. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is like this is in the trailer there's a scene where they're at the mall and they're looking at a forever 21 and one of them turns to the camera and is like must be nice to be at least a little bit older <laughs> another one is like why don't we die <laughs> <laughs> the teens of infinity is coming this fall watch the entire hour and a half movie in nine different poorly cut 10 minute chunks only on quibi <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to make Quibi happen, Alyssa. <laughs> Stop trying to shit on my Quibi. <laughs> it's going to work. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's Alyssa Cowan's Teens of Infinity. Quibi, Quibi, Quibi. You know what? If We're we starting could, a movement, baby. If we Is could, Andrew Yang an investor in Quibi or something? What's going on there? <laughs> I mean, when I convince him, he will be. <laughs> I, I shit on it now. Oh, you're the tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> I shit on it now, but if we could sell out to Quibi, we would in a second. Um, segment five. That's it. This is it. We're wrapping it up. Uh, it's been good times, but there's still yeah. like 20% of the show, so slow down. Just get comfortable. Uh, it's Department of Tourism. We'd all like to be able to go places nowadays, but it is forbidden. So why not take us on a trip in our minds? Help us get away from it all. Congratulations. You've been hired as a tourism director of the following places. Please make us want to come visit or live there. Michelle Petro, make us want to visit Easy Mistake, Sylvania. Nestled in the mountains of Romania's northeast side, <laughs> lies an old world town filled to the brim with history, rumors, and alleged monsters. <laughs> On the border of Transylvania, it's no wonder this quaint place with a plaza, stone buildings, and even its own castle gets confused as where Dracula used to reside. <laughs> and even, uh, it's much cheaper and off the beaten path traveling experience, you are sure not to forget. Easy mistake, Sylvania has it all, except for the one thing most tourists come for, vampires. <laughs> Sadly, even in post-compide forest, no trace of any immortal dwelling exists. Just a deserted medieval village that was home to pagan priestesses and supposed witches that were burned in the plaza on what turned into the spooky day of October 31st. 
Romanian historians say that one man named Drac Kaula was to blame for the public execution of these women. Learn this history and more within our interactive museum located at Drac Kaula's castle. Better yet, have luck in the, in the dining hall, then get a blood facial from our world-renowned spa. Look into my eyes. Fun fact. Fun fact. This spa was mistakenly thought to be run by a werewolf. Come for the history and stay for a lifetime. Easy mistake, Sylvania. There's no mistake if you plan to come. <laughs> Michelle Petro and my new favorite accent of all time. Oh, God damn it. Easy mistake, Sylvania. It's um, a wonderful Romanian. <laughs> it's my Eastern European. It covers from, you know, Sweden to the Pacific Ocean. You really could get away with a, 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 a large swath of Eastern Europe with that accent. You're right. Uh, but think I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Russian is, is just strictly locked in a very couple uh, uh, old Soviet uh, states. Uh, but that has a lot of, that's got a lot of versatility. Michelle, uh, let people know what you've got going on, where they can find you. It's Pluggy Plug Times. Oh, me? Yes. Oh, Pluggy Plug Times. Um, well, I, um, like we mentioned at the beginning, I'm going to hope we're hosting, I'm hosting uh, Scene Kids next Saturday yep. at 8 o'clock here on Stab. Twitch it, stream it, yeah. love us, give us money. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I mean, most of what I do. Well, uh, anywhere that you'd like to direct anybody, uh, Instagrams or anything like that. Oh, um, yeah, you can't. There's my Instagram handle is um, niftily put right under my face. It is right here where I'm pointing. Yeah. And so yeah, if you can follow me there. Um, and if you want to message me, if I don't know you, and say hey, um, I'm I'm not a robot or a secret <laughs> cop. Do that, and then I'll probably accept your friend request. Sounds good. <laughs> Only try and add Michelle if you're not a robot or a secret <laughs> cop or a secret robot cop. Actually, if you're a secret robot cop, go ahead and friend me right now. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, Patrick. Patrick Rogers. Thank you for joining us. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, uh, we'll probably have you again. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, give us your last little, uh, little trip here. Make us want to, uh, to visit uh, Kleptolahoma. Well, Michelle stole my accent, so I'll have to, I'll have to try something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Perks of going first. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, folks. Is the currently slowly unfolding apocalypse getting you down? Why not get away for a bit? You know what will really put a spring back in the old step? A nice long visit to Kleptolahoma. Oh. But Patrick, with COVID-19 and the recent collapse of society, I don't want to be spending my liquid assets on unnecessary luxuries. What if I need to fight off roving hordes of the Antifa? 
Well, don't worry your little impulse control impaired head because as long as you're white, kleptolahoma is surprisingly affordable. In fact, it's more than cheap. It's a steal. Literally, we just stole it outright from the Native Americans. And when we couldn't steal from the Native Americans anymore, we just found a bunch of wealthy blacks in Tulsa and stole their stuff too. It's great. So whatever you need, just find someone with brown skin who has one and it's yours. Best of all, here in Kleptolahoma, we control the police and the media. So if anyone complains about their treatment, asking for reparations, we just turn it around and gaslight them, saying they're just looters and thieves trying to get ahead without working for it. So come on down to Kleptolahoma and just rob the proles blind. They're too poor to do anything about it. Wait, what? You're not already rich? Oh, I'm sorry then, because you can only take advantage of Kleptolahoma if you're already a high net worth individual. Sure. I want you to go apply for unemployment, you deadbeat. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. I mean, is, thank you might not be the right word. Uh, <laughs> two on the nose? Was that two on the nose? <laughs> uh, we're trying to escape here, Patrick. <laughs> we don't need reminders that the world outside is on fire. No. <laughs> thank you, Patrick. Um, appreciate um, the reminder. Um, Patrick. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, how can people find you? Uh, let us into the world of Patrick. Well, uh, later today I'm probably going to lay down in my beanbag chair for a while, so nice. you can catch me there. Sure. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to put my hammock back up, so you can catch me there. And on Wednesday I'll probably be here for uh, uh, In the Box, oh, the nice. Jackbox Party Pack, Party, 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 Party. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm literally doing nothing with my life whatsoever. Nice. I mean... That's sort of the place to be right now. Uh, I've resigned myself to just hiding from the world until we can rip uh, the 20 off the calendar. Because um, why do anything else? Thank you, Patrick. Oh, we gotta, we got to let Alyssa clack out one more sentence. <laughs> I'm interacting with the chat. Oh, I that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you're over there. Interactive show. I appreciate person. it. They, there's like a thousand million people in the chat and there's they're all like Alyssa tell us your thoughts and I'm like I gotta be on mute right now I'm real sorry about that <laughs> no this is a nice uh, nice turnout for the show really appreciate everybody joining us Alyssa we like to go out on a punch yeah. so let's get your uh, your pluggies uh, where can people find you follow you enjoy all that is Alyssa Cowan um, they can, uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I'm like the most active. Sure. I'm at Alyssa pants. Um, I'm, uh, I do a show where we try to date people from the internet <laughs> called humble bumble. It's yeah. on stab. Also, um, I have a podcast called letter talk. You can look it up. It'll be back eventually. Yeah. I hope um, so. Yeah. I, me too. <laughs> Season two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming soon. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, I'm going to be on new Haha ha Horizons next weekend. That's right. Yeah, next, uh, next um, Saturday. Yeah. So if there's any material you'd like me to cover, <laughs> <laughs> let me know and I will do my best. Um, <laughs> I was going to do an accent for this prompt, but <laughs> I, well. I was like, I don't do those normally. And then like Michelle just fucking dunked on our heads. So I'm like, <laughs> I got a degree for it. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. it still fits, go with it. 
uh, if it adds, I always, uh, my motto was, was always, um, if the material isn't good, the accent will save it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how I lived most of my life over there. Uh, Alyssa, let's close out this show. Department of Tourism, make us want to visit a house built in a Sims game by someone five and a half months into quarantine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, hey everyone, and welcome to Titan Castle. I'm your host, Rick. I built this place myself. Do you like it? You'll love it here in Titan Castle. We have everything from the before times. We have an old dive bar that you love that closed up. We have a poke place you used to love. The place where you buy poke that's closed now and the place where you did Pokemon Go in the before times. That's two poke places in one. Also for fun, in my Sims home, like, it has a room with no doors or bathrooms, but there's just a stove. Because I love recklessly playing God and watching people shit themselves and accidentally start kitchen fires they can't escape from. That didn't exist in the before times, but I'm like, oh, just got, you got a Sim game. You got to make it. You got to make that. Am I right, guys? Guess what it also has from the before times? My ex-girlfriend who dumped me before quarantine happened. <laughs> I made her into a character. Her name is Hot Mama Lemmicus. <laughs> and we have a son. The son's called Titan Lemmicus. I named a castle after him. Sure, we, didn't, we don't have a son in real life. The only thing we ever shared was an ice cream sundae that one time. But it's my world now. I make the rules. And nobody here can yell at me for being controlling. I've had five and a half months to figure out everything I've done to chase away Lisa. And by the time we have a vaccine, I'm going to be a perfect gentleman who stands outside her window with a stereo that's just playing the theme song to curb your enthusiasm or something. I haven't decided yet. I'm workshopping it. Romance is hard. Anyway, come to Titan Castle, especially if you know Lisa. And remember me, Rick. I'm the big buff guy with the goatee and backwards hat who dated Lisa from late March to early April of 2019. Hope to see you soon at the castle. It's Alyssa Cowan. Uh, and that's everybody. That's Stab. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, and again, of course, thank you to Michelle, Patrick, and Alyssa. Uh, if you like what you saw, heard, tasted, felt, why not check in next Thursday night at 8, uh, and we'll give you another live episode of Stab right here on Stab Comedy Theater TV, which, the more that you think about it, kind of makes more sense than anything else in the last five and a half months. Also, if you'd like to listen to more episodes of Stab, there's a bunch for your listening on whichever podcast service you so choose, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or even and especially Podknife. That's all for us here at Stab. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, it'll still be now. Good night.